Hello and welcome to the PHBS podcast. This is Will. And this is Zaid. We're bringing you all things leadership, enterprise and much more. Here on the podcast today, we have with us Alex Kunar. Alex is the Chief Growth Officer and Co-Founder of Genie. Genie is a Y Combinator-backed startup providing research summarization through their unique platform. It was recently named among TechCrunch's favorite startups of summer 2021 and was a prize-winning company in Oxford University's prestigious All Innovate Startup Competition. Genie has recently enjoyed an impressive growth of users from content creators, freelancers, and students. Alex, it's great to have you with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Really, really glad to be here. So it's a pleasure having you with us, Alex. Could you please tell us how you started Genie and uh, where do you see it going in the future? Sure. So Genie initially started whilst we were students at Oxford University. The thought process around the origins of Genie were solving a problem that we faced as students, which was just being overloaded with reading constantly. Um, on the other side of that, there was an interest in exciting new technology that was developing around language-based AI. Um, so we were trying to see how we could combine this new technology with this problem that we were facing in student, as students and, and uh, that was faced by you know, other people we knew in university. Um, so, so obviously you discover this technology and you've identified a problem you've had um, as, as students. I guess, mm. what was it like growing it without having, I, I guess you could say, the institutional support that other, other companies would have or the kind of, you know, you, you, is, this is your first startup. So um, what, was, what was that like? Yeah, so I think at the, at the start, it, it is difficult and there's a lot of grinding. You have to just speak to as many people through your own personal networks as possible. And um, a lot of our market research literally just came from messaging friends, messaging people um, that we thought might, you know, have, have some useful input. Um, in a variety of different specialties or markets that we were considering um, in the early days. So that is a bit of a grind and, and that does take time and, and isn't easy when you don't have any um, money backing you in terms of growth or market research. Uh, on the flip side though, I think one of the good things about being right at the beginning is there's a lot of enthusiasm and people are generally quite excited to see what you're doing. So when it comes to speaking to friends and you're, you're, in, your, you're in the early days, there's often quite quite a, a, a nice sense of camaraderie and, and people are quite happy and willing to assist you at the beginning just because they're, they're, they're interested in seeing what you're doing and where you're going. So I, I guess it, it works both ways. So at, at the moment, Genie is a resource for students or uh, universities and uh, educational institutions? So I'd say initially when we began, the, the target market was students and academics, primarily because we built it in order to solve a problem that we faced as students. Um, and that was, you know, having these big reading lists and, and trying to get through them as quickly as we could. Uh, over time, and as we built out the platform, one thing that we found is that basically everyone we spoke to found a potential use case for Genie, be that people working in law or in finance, um, in, in healthcare and medicine as well. The, the, the issue of, of being overloaded with information, both online and in terms of um, research documentation seemed quite widespread. So with that in mind, um, moving forward, we did start to consider other markets. And one that we found was, was a big market for us was um, people producing 
um, written content. Um, so we have a lot of people who write blogs, write long form content, journalists, people who write news articles. Um, and they've, they've kind of become our, our biggest market alongside these students and academics. And uh, what is your business model, if I may ask, is, uh, as well as the pricing? Is it subscription-based model? Is it a one-time fee? Yeah, so we operate as a SaaS tool. I'd say we're primarily B2C SaaS. Um, we offer a monthly price and an annual price, and we also offer an academic discount on that as well. So um, if you register with a student or institutional email address, you'll receive a discount. Uh, we have two pricing tiers. One is just the basic tier, and one is a, a, a pro tier, so to speak, that we've just released that includes um, some more advanced um, al algorithms and some, some additional functionality. Um, so we, we include a two-week free trial, but other than that, uh, the service is completely paid on a monthly or annual subscription basis. I suppose, so, so you've managed to, I guess, maintain this focus on students, but you're also now going for content writers. Um, mm. And I guess what evidence guided you towards focusing away from students per se as your, you know, your initial inception of the idea was focused on your needs as students towards more kind of content writers? What, what evidence guided you towards that? Because obviously, you know, summarization has so many different use cases, as you mentioned. Yeah, so I'd say the first the first step was just l listening and following our ears. We had an increasing number of people turning up on feedback calls or filling in our surveys who said they used it in these content writing um, domains and, and for those sort of use cases. So the first the first thing was really just a hunch and and trying to follow our ears. Um, after that, we started to conduct a bit more research. So we were actually looking at the types of articles that uh, these people were writing and the type of research they were doing. And what we found is people producing content in this space were often dealing with new niches and new research areas almost on a weekly basis. So in that sense, getting through a lot of documents often based on entirely new topics and, and being able to understand them quickly was a very big problem for them. And one that was uh, monetarily um, a big problem as well, because you know this is their livelihood. The more content they can produce, the more um, they can they can be paid. So it was a very clear um, benefit to them in being able to improve their efficiency in this regard. So it started off just as a hunch, and then we we conducted a bit more thorough market research. We found that it was actually a really good market for for what we're trying to produce at the moment. Well, congratulations on the the growth. Uh, do you see Genius Technology going uh, global? Uh, well, no, thank you, first of all. Um, so interestingly, we, we do have quite a lot of international users. Um, another use case that has come up quite a lot is people who uh, study in English as a second language, um, for whom being able to condense more complex information is, is quite an important uh, task. Um, and just makes their their research process much easier. So interestingly, we, we do have quite a lot of international users at the moment. Um, the thing is that uh, because we are based on language, because we use language-based AI, um, our app is optimized for English and, and it, it only really uses the English language at the moment. So we have had people request that we uh, start to bring Genie to other languages, but I think our focus at the moment is 
to really ensure that the features and the functionality that we provide uh, gives users maximum value. And once we're confident that, that we have that, I think at that point we'd start to consider um, using different languages on the platform. Um, and I guess uh, going back to the kind of early days, because you've mentioned, you know, you've, you've enjoyed a kind of a very, very impressive growth. What were the major challenges to growing that user base early on? Because you've, you've, you've pivoted, from student, pivoted from students more towards mm -hmm. content creators. I mean, from our perspective, we can see use cases for business schools. So mm -hmm. what, what was the major challenge to really growing that user base? And I guess ten, trend towards more product market fit in a way. Yeah, so I think it's difficult at the start growing when you don't really have a product um, or you have a very, very partially formed product that you're kind of aware isn't really solving the problem. And at this stage, you're, you're really trying to hook people on this imagined solution on the potential of this product to be able to one day solve their problem. Um, so there's a lot of storytelling going on at this stage. And it's quite it's it's obviously quite difficult to to um, convince people to to stay and can, and keep using the product moving forward. Um, so a, a big challenge in terms of growing the user base is, is retention at early stages. And I know you mentioned product market fit, and obviously having having low churn is is quite essential in that regard. So I think it's quite easy to focus heavily on acquisition at the start because that's what's kind of sexy and that's what um, makes you feel like you're growing. But in reality, if you can retain users and keep churn down, uh, you don't actually need to be acquiring too many new users in order to be growing at a very, very good rate. So I'd say a focus and a challenge that we're still facing and that we're, we, you know, we've, we've had to focus on a lot is, um, is, around, is around retention and is around ensuring that people are really, are really getting value out of the, out of the product. And, and, and what do you think is key to getting that retention, as you say? Um, so I think, like you said, it's all about this idea of product market fit. So on the one hand, it's ensuring that you're building a product for the right market. So as we've already mentioned, you know, part of that was for us pivoting slightly towards uh, a market that was doing research on different topics more frequently. Um, so arguably that that the problem they're facing is bigger and then on the other side it's it's the product side it's making sure that you're actually solving a very specific problem for them you're making sure that it fits into their workflow that it's uh very clearly targeted at their specific use case um so i think i think that's really how you that's really how you improve on on the front of retention uh, touching uh, touching up on on what you said i um i think that reaching your customers is also very important prior to retaining them. What advice would you give to founders who are struggling to reach their target users? Yeah, sure. So certainly acquiring users is, is very important. Um, and I, I guess another challenge is just constructing those initial marketing funnels. Um, that will take a lot of testing, um, trying out different channels, different copy, different language pages, uh, different landing pages. Um, in terms of founders who are struggling with this, I think the key thing is probably to ask yourself the question, why are you struggling? Um, is it an issue with your funnel? Um, in which case, can you go back and test it? Um, or is it a, fundam a fundamental issue with the market that you're in? If it's the former, uh, there are ways of, of dealing with this. You can triage your funnel, um, set up analytics tracking at each step. So 
monitor how your your ads are doing, monitor how your website's doing, monitor how your um, conversions are doing. Um, and if you do that, you can see where drop off is is occurring, and you can optimize that over time um, until it's until it works quite well. Um, for example, if you're not generating enough traffic at the top of the funnel, uh, you could try different copy or try marketing yourself on a different platform. Um, and if people are dropping off at, at, at the purchasing stage, you know, maybe it's an issue with pricing or business model, or maybe you need to work on a abandoned cart um, strategy or something like that. Um, if, if you're confident that your, your funnel is secure and you're still struggling to reach your growth targets, I think the question becomes, are you in the right market? Um, are, are the people that you're going after really facing the problem in a significant enough way that they're willing to pay what it is you, you're charging? Um, and, you know, maybe the solution there is to pivot or to, to slightly um, change your offering or, yeah, so you have to start thinking about your, your market a little bit more if, if the funnel um, doesn't yield any any positive answers. You, you mentioned marketing and uh, I was wondering in your opinion and uh, for a company similar to, to Genie, what mm. do you think is the most effective marketing tool a founder can use or a startup can use? Tool as in, as in like a software tool or just the process? As in social media or PR or word to mouth? Uh, well, word of mouth it is proven to convert the highest. Um, if, if someone recommends something to a friend, they're much more likely to actually go on and pay for it. So I think if you can get word of mouth, that's amazing. But having good word of mouth really is about having a good product. So that's almost more of a, I mean, I guess that's where the idea of being involved in growth compared to being involved in marketing comes in, right? Because you're having to keep an eye on your product and think about, well, actually, if we if we focus on product development, inevitably that will lead to growth. And we don't need to, we don't need to focus on marketing as an isolated part of the business so I think word of mouth and virality in that sense is really really good obviously before you have a product um, that's going to be difficult or when your product's not fully fledged that's going to be difficult as well and at that stage I think it goes back to what what we what we were discussing before about marketing before you really have a product and at that point it's more about storytelling and it's more about uh, p engaging people with the imagined solution or the, the future solution and really getting people excited about the problem you're trying to solve and, and where, your, where your business is headed. Um, so I think in both, in both regards, really, in, in terms of word of mouth and in terms of kind of exciting people with storytelling, the key thing really is being able to build up quite close personal relations with your users. One thing that we've done at Genie and we've done throughout is having a strong emphasis on talking to any potential uh, interested users throughout their entire journey. So before they've even gotten onto the platform, we initially arranged calls with them to discuss the problems they were facing and, and the potential solutions they were looking for. We have a lot of feedback calls um, and all of these go into helping us retain users and, and helping us to build a connection with them. And, and we hope in both, these, in both these regards, we can continue to transmit the story and inspire them with what we're trying to do. But we can also hopefully uh, encourage them to recommend us to other people you know, they can they can tell people that they, they've spoken to the founders that, you know, that they're, they're, they're directly involved with the product development process. Um, and I think building a really powerful community around what you're doing and really knowing the people who are using your platform is essential for that. So you mentioned the importance of building a community and also the story behind Genie. 
So mm. I guess one, one question I have is how much of an influence do you feel university has had on your trajectory as an entrepreneur and then also on Genie as a company and in the way it's grown? Well, I think university was obviously amazing in terms of um, giving me the opportunity to meet the other guys involved with Genie. Um, if we weren't all at university together, we, we wouldn't have met and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. Um, similarly, being at university provided us the problem um, that we intended to solve. So university is a challenging place and there are, uh, you, can, you can see by how many tools there are built for students that there is a market there. So I guess if someone is a student and they're considering entrepreneurship, one of the first things you could do is actually question the, the problems you're facing at university and those that your cohort are facing as well. Um, so I think in that sense, university provides a really great platform, both for meeting people and networking, but also providing a basis for um, understanding and, and working on problems. We, we were also quite lucky in that um, we, we got involved, as you mentioned before, with uh, some Oxford University um, prizes and, and uh, entrepreneurship schemes, which, which also gave us some good advice and also um, boosted us with some some nice uh, financial support and stuff like that. And I, I guess I suppose you, you mentioned having support from the university with with competitions. What's it been like working with the Y Combinator Accelerator and and where do you see Genie going uh, on to its next stage of, of life in a way? So Y Combinator was was amazing in the sense that there's a ton of workshops, a ton of one-on-one -on -one calls, which they describe as, uh, or they term as office hours. Um, they pretty much have talks every day with pretty notable different founders, this, the, the guys who started Airbnb, the founders of Stripe, um, founders of Twitch, et cetera, et cetera, the list goes on. So you're, you're really given the opportunity to learn firsthand from people who have, who have done it and, and who have, who have a, a real plethora, plethora of experience. So that's, that's really invaluable. Um, and it really does shape the way that you think, I'd say, our, our, our thinking about our growth and what we're trying to achieve changed quite a lot during the course of Y Combinator. So I think, I think that, that's, that's really useful. Um, on top of that as well, the opportunity to meet other founders and talk through common problems or just bounce ideas off each other is, is a really useful thing as well. Um, it gives you a good perspective on what you're doing because I think one of the things with running your own business or running your own startup compared to um, going down the work route or joining a grad scheme or a, big, a bigger company is that you can sometimes feel isolated and you, you can sometimes feel like you're working on something away from sort of mainstream um, society. Um, so having a bit of a network there to give you some perspective, give you some advice, give you some support is, is really, really useful. Um, in terms of the second part of your question, where, where is Genie going? I think we're still at the stage where we're, we're still just working on, on the product and we're still really focusing on achieving a strong strong product market fit um, the majority of our growth goals at the moment are based around achieving this this idea of product-led growth so like i was mentioning before we, we want to encourage people to spread the word about genie because they're absolutely loving their experience with the platform um, we do have a baseline of um, growth that we do generate through paid acquisition 
Um, but I think in order to scale in the way we want to, and in order to really provide value to our users, uh, our emphasis is and has to be on uh, product development at the moment. Well, um, Alex, that's really exciting to hear. And uh, I must admit myself, I have used Genie and it, and it is a phenomenal tool. Um, I think that's, that's all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast. It was a yeah, real thank pleasure, you Alex. Me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you haven't already, join our community online on Instagram, where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes and reach out to us. Mm -hmm.